Welcome to this week's Say Little Church podcast. My name is Doug Porter. I'm the technology manager here at the church, and this is Curtis Johnson, who Hello. is over the young adult ministry and does music and does first impressions and does anything we ask and used to be an intern but now still treats gets treated by it like an intern <laughs> <laughs> but, no yeah. yeah maybe but mostly young adults that's what's consuming most of and a part-time time. nurse and a well, yeah that too a little plug yeah part-time nurse nurses are the best a lot of part-time right yeah like 20, well i'm hours? about i'm honestly 20 hours oh, okay. 20 and 20 so okay, okay. theoretically still cut right in half yeah. But ministry, you know, is always... Yeah, more. Yeah. No, it's 20, exactly well, 20 every week. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so speaking of doing ministry, you're adding to your ministry by adding your own podcast. Yes. Yeah. The Young Adult Podcast. That you've been wanting to do for a while. Mm-hmm. Why? Why not just come on here and talk? Yeah. Well, it was kind of an idea that we'd been throwing around for a while, uh, especially in my head more than anything. Um Obviously, our generation is plugged into this type of venue uh, where, and COVID has definitely amped it up more to where this digital avenue of teaching and um, just bantering back and forth and the whole podcast idea has really taken off. And so as Young Adults has grown, we've got about, we have exactly five groups now with about 60 to 70 people that regularly attend those groups. Our community is obviously a little bit bigger than that. We've got some young adults that are in multi-generational groups and uh, other cell groups here at Sayleville and others that are all just on the edges. And so that community is continuing to grow, which we're praising the Lord for and really thankful for. But uh, as we've grown, I, you know, I'm, I'm desiring to think of, of new ways to engage this community and to, to make it useful. And this podcast idea, just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I think it, it fits a piece of the puzzle that is missing in the young adult community. And that being, we've got five really great, growing, thriving groups. You know, two, two of these groups completely led by young adult leaders, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, one group that is just for young married couples uh, in that life stage engaged, which is also amazing. But what, what, what we're missing is kind of that overarching umbrella avenue where uh, myself as, as young adult director and other people can really speak over the community as a whole. And that's where I was really, the more and more I thought about it and prayed about it, got really excited about this idea of a podcast. Not that it in any way is a silver bullet or anything like that, but it is a way where if if God put something on my heart that I wanted to say to the community as a whole, obviously beyond, anybody has access to a a podcast once sure. it's out there, but specifically to the Sayleville young adult community, um, anything that God would put on my heart, uh, stuff that is geared directly towards young adults, uh, was, was why I ultimately pulled the plug on it. And I think it's going to be really, really useful. We can hit different topics. However, I, you know, we could, we could plan out topics. We could talk about mm-hmm. gifting. We could talk, you know, we could talk about the Holy Spirit. We could we could talk through any biblical topic we wanted to, but also we could talk through relevant young adult topics mm-hmm. as well, uh, which I think would be really really fun and, and really useful. And we've we've already found it pretty pretty useful in our yeah. So in our first, the first one's already recorded. Yeah, we surprise. We got some special equipment, and yeah. it's been really fun to to think through the process. And and this guy, he's not only my friend, but he is really helping me through this process because 
No well, problem. One day I'm going to be editing my own podcast. It's getting close. And uh, finding the host and all that stuff is crazy. You, you guys just don't know what goes into a podcast. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Yeah. But uh, we're intentionally doing audio only yep. for, for a reason just to, to be really intentional with it. I think young adults are already distracted by, well, we all are. It's not fair to say young adults. Yeah. We all are distracted by so much technology. And the audio only really appealed to me in the sense that like, I want young adults to be able to have to leave social media, to leave whatever platform they're on mm -hmm. and intentionally go and, and listen to what is going on. And, and, and really, we do want it to build the community. We want it to be something that networks between our small groups and say, hey, did, did you hear this on the podcast? Right. Yeah. Um, that, whoa, like, what did you think about that? And yeah. that really challenged me. And, and so we want it to be intentional. We want it to be useful. We don't want it to just be another noise in an already really noisy world. Sure. Yeah. So speaking of platforms, so we're mm -hmm. we're putting this out through a hosting service, but it's going to be basically podcasts like Apple Podcasts, right. Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. So that way you can just put in your earbuds and throw your phone in your pocket and right. drive or yep. do dishes or whatever it is. So you can just really focus, right? Yep. Like, that, that that's was, your goal. That was the goal. Nothing, nothing visual in it. Obviously, I want it to be visually appealing, but yeah. in terms of... You know, people, I just feel like it, it, it speaks to the culture of people put their yeah. AirPods in and they work. Yeah. They work out. They, you know, like there's They're doing just it everywhere now. Not, with, I feel yeah. with like COVID, so many places like don't have people in their buildings, you know, yeah. like let's say even Starbucks or something like there's not any uh, customers in the stores. So now they're just being more relaxed with, I was just at uh, IHOP and the guy that was bussing <laughs> tables had AirPods in. Yeah. Just, you would have never done that a year ago. You know, it was like not it professional. It is interesting to think there, about so. how that has changed. I know. Because even some people at the hospital will, will wear those ones that hang around your neck. Those oh, sure. like Bluetooth things. Yeah. They, they don't sound up, but you can still hear. It's weird. I yeah. have never used those before, but. Anyways, yeah, really, really excited and cool. obviously the sky's the limit. We're kind of, I'm trying to approach this with open hands and arms and we're not going to be doing this perfectly and, and probably sure. figure out how to. So right now the format, you've got about three people in this one. Yep. You and your wife and another young adult. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then we got a little segment in the middle. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that a little bit. <laughs> we're trying to incorporate some fun just to keep people engaged I don't want to give it away. Should I give it away? That's up to you. Well, we 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 bought a new the whole thing. we bought a soundboard that equips us to be able to make phone calls uh, and get that recorded, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And so uh, this time we called a special friend to just kind of get his opinion on some things that was going down. <laughs> and, and I laughed and, and, so hard in the whole thing. It's and, worth it. Uh, he he's got a great personality. Oh, yeah. But just to have that ability, it doesn't always have to be him. Yeah. To be able to think about missionaries, missions, global yeah. stuff, people that are not even here in our in our world every day, I think that we can get really good at being able to include them and we'll we'll see. Yeah, I it's, I'm excited. I it's an intentionally broad um, at the beginning and at at the end, we recorded an intro that we'll, we'll play before and after every episode. And that that chunk at the beginning of our episode really kind of is our mission and our purpose statement. It's very broad. You'll hear a really cool lady's voice uh, speaking that. 
and it's you know it's it's the crazy it's the fun it's the weird because being a young adult does feel very weird sometimes things about being a young adult and you know that topic is those topics are broad mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that fit into there but the thing that is very narrow is we're going to take all these topics and bring what we believe is a biblical perspective mm -hmm. to that sure. um and <laughs> who knows what's going to come down the line i think we could have some yeah. really fun <laughs> weird topics and, and episodes and it's a good way to, to hang out as a community too i think mm -hmm. young adults we talk about even on this first episode young adults are about the experience millennials mm -hmm. we love a good experience and so we even experienced that as a first time recording it was just really fun and so to think about the different young adults and not just young adults the older generation whoever we pull in yeah. to be on this the the you know the really smart people that we pull in to talk about who knows what sure. It's just a building, it, it's a fun, encouraging yeah. atmosphere to sit around a table and just talk, which is also why I like not being on camera because it's not my favorite thing. And sure. I feel like behind just a, just a microphone, it's so like, much more casual. that's my jam. Yeah. And I can just, yeah. I can also be like, okay, can you like wrap it up? Cause you're yeah. getting a little windy here. <laughs> Visual signs that you wouldn't see on camera. Like it's I'm fun. Just tapping into the table. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, surprise is you get to listen to it right now. So we're just gonna Woo! cut off this interview send you over to the young adult podcast and again just subscribe to it on your yeah whichever way we you want you to subscribe even if you're not a young adult we hope that it does help you see a new perspective we, yeah. we all need a different perspective and yeah. while you might not be a young adult the word of god is the word of god and it speaks sure. truth to all of us and so we hope we hope it's useful to you Amen. all <laughs> right well enjoy the podcast and we'll see you next week Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we tackle conversations surrounding the crazy, exciting, weird, and tough moments of being a young adult. We believe Jesus informs these moments, and we hope to bring a biblical perspective to encourage you, push you, and inspire you to growth, leadership, and being more like Jesus. Hey, welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name's Curtis. I'm the Young Adult Director here at Sailorville Church. And with me today is my wife, Lisa Johnson. Say hi, Lisa. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> and we have a special guest with us. Also joining us is Cameron Wagner. Everybody say hi, Cam. Hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> hi, Cam. So we are pumped. This is our very first podcast. First one. First podcast Woo. ever. And we're a part of it. That's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, I feel very lucky to be <laughs> number one. This so. is crazy. And we have poured a lot of time and energy into this and just praying that God would use, use it and that it would be a tool where we can encourage one another, right? Most of all, yeah. um, find community through it, but ultimately that it points us back to Jesus and yeah. we get to do and have hopefully a lot of fun conversations through this. And I think it's going to be really, really good. But first, um, let's start with Cam. Cam, you tell, <laughs> us, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up around here, even how um, what, what God's doing in your life. And, yeah. Uh, take so it away. First and foremost, thanks for letting me be a part of this right away. So I'm excited <laughs> and excited to see where this goes, too. So thanks, Curtis. And yeah, as he said, I'm Cam Wagner. And I'm from Iowa, so I grew up here, and right now I'm currently a resident at Methodist Hospital, and that's actually how I met Curtis mm -hmm. and eventually his wife, Lisa. Mm -hmm. 
So Curtis is a nurse on the surgical floor. So I'm a surgery resident. So I got to brush shoulders with him early on. So and, and like, isn't it true that people think you guys are brothers? <laughs> we do have true? glasses that look I very similar. Glasses. Sometimes when we are rounding, I think people make comments that <laughs> we look like brothers, you which which that. is a, a cool thing. So brothers from another mother. <laughs> when you're a male in healthcare and there's more than one male, you just automatically get called the same thing. Because, <laughs> because I have a And we all have scrubs on, too. Yeah. So. Uh, but I can remember, Cam, the first time meeting you uh, in the... It was it was in the information center, I think, up in the foyer. Yeah. Is where yep. we first met. And, and I said, Cam, you know, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm starting my residency tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, where? And you're like, Methodist Hospital. And... Um, God has been good to let me work part-time at the hospital as a part-time nurse, as well as be the young adult director here. And so that's been really crazy cool to just be able to get to have you be there and to be an encouragement. And did you grow up in Des Moines? So I did not. I actually grew up in a small town of 1,500 people called Trer, mm. so kind of close to Waterloo area, and then went to high school at Belle Plaine, another smaller town, mm. and went to school at undergrad at Warper College, so kind of northern Iowa, and then went over to Iowa for medical school. So yeah. I've Go been Hawks. around all the parts of Iowa. Yeah, so yeah. it's a beautiful state. And if you could do anything in the future, what would you do? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. You know, I think right now um, what excites me is about maybe what I can do once I get out of residency. And so one of my interests is possibly going long term missions abroad somewhere. And in actually been fortunate enough to go to Togo, which mm. is supported from our church. So that's been really neat to develop those relationships and mm. um, possibly get to go there again sometime. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. And actually, I was going to put a plug in. So Curtis, <laughs> I got to know him well, and he actually um, baptized me in the fall. So yeah. that was a pretty, yeah. pretty neat experience. And I think a first for Sailorville as well. We did it outside. Yeah. I'm um, at what was the lake called again? It Big was, Creek. Yeah, Big Creek. And yeah, just another neat experience. And again, about the family, I've been very fortunate to have a great family at Sailorville. Yeah, so it's been cool to see you dive in. Lisa, lots of people know you, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Well, I was born and raised actually at Sailorville. So I've attended the Sailorville Church uh, for 40 years now. Oh, that shows my age. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, um, but just love the ministry <laughs> of Sailorville and what it's been in my life. Definitely formative to just point me to Jesus and grow me in my walk with the Lord. And then um, uh, post-college, I went to Cedarville University, best university whoop known whoop. to man. So if you're looking for a good Christian college, here's the earplug for that. Um, came back uh, to Iowa after that, worked for um, marriage counselors, and that mm -hmm. was pretty fun. Planning events really developed my love for event planning, and as Sailorville was growing, they called me, asked me if I wanted to start working here in the office as um, office administrator, working specifically with Pastor Pat, our lead guy, um, and uh, Pastor A, our administrative pastor, and working with events and coordinating calendar and Sundays and just everything kind of in between and love it. I'm super thankful to be doing what I'm doing and really blessed and definitely don't ever want to take it for granted where God has yeah. me and how he's yeah. using me. So, mm. yeah. Cam, what's one fun hobby that you have? What do you do outside of 
I know your life very, very well. I know that you don't sleep. ever. I don't, to I, sleep. Because you, you never You sleep. hardly ever leave yeah. the walls of the hospital. But when you do, what do you do? So I actually had the opportunity to go to Arizona for vacation. So I love yeah. to hike. Mm. So that's one of my hobbies. And around Des Moines, there's waterworks. That's where I go quite a bit. And mm. I really like that place. But anything outside. So I love to get outside and hike and trail run. So see the sun a little bit. Yeah, you're an outdoors boy. You you could you could be outdoors every day. Yeah, absolutely. And be happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thinking and praying over what what would be a fun topic for this foundational this steering episode that feels like you know this episode that defines the young adult podcast as the first one season one exactly season one episode one it's got to be epic it's got to be <laughs> epic and and lisa and i were um rolling around in our heads just ideas of of what what would be valuable to our community that we could just ponder together and we we just kept coming back to the uniqueness of of our generation and how god has gifted uh, specifically our generation, the young adult generation, for something big and something something really cool. And and it just brought this idea in the, the beauty in generational differences. The, 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 the title of this discussion is Millennials Are the Best? With that big fat question mark. Question mark <laughs> like, are we the best? Or are we just dumb and think we're I that cool? Like that's and where you so, interject. Simply yeah. the best. Is there hope? the millennial generation right and um and so i i did some fun research i'm a bit of a nerd and i know these two are as well and uh speak for yourself millennials right now can you believe it are the the largest according to forbes they're the we're, we're the largest generation today roughly about uh 1980 ish to 96 is what's considered a a, a millennial we're characterized by being socially conscious, yes. Would you agree with that? Uh, Technology-based. Lisa, what were you saying about uh, technology? It's something that millennials were not necessarily the pioneers, but were more... No, no, no. No, it, there's actually... Gen Zers. No, there's actually this other generation that they're coming out with. They're saying they're calling them exennials, and that's yeah. technically where I would fall. Mm. And it's the people... But I think millennials can fall in that, too. It's the... It's the difference. It's it's you're just you grew up right at the time when the technology was starting to come about. You kind of remember the time when there really wasn't any technology, and you got outside and played in the dirt, and that was your what you did. Mm -hmm. But you also are really adept and well at I doing things with technology. I can't see her playing in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? I just. I, what does Lisa look like playing in the dirt? <laughs> I. Loving it, or I just laid out in the sun. I mean, you like outdoors. I like outdoors because I just like to be in the sun. So, with your smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we also love the experience. Millennials love the experience. Cam, what what does that mean when you talk about uh, an experiential person? You know, is, I, I feel like that fits you to a T. I think you're all about the experience. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say that's a good description of millennials. You know, you look at the industry that's popped up, like Airbnb experiences oh, yeah. or tourism. You look at these different backpacking trips and stuff. I see the millennials as a group. They're very passionate about 
being bought into something that's authentic. And so that goes hand in hand with finding those authentic experiences, mm. Mm. whether that's in a job or if that's in a vacation or how they spend their their free time. A mm. coffee shop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that's, oh, that's something so that's true. come about, too, is you see breweries, you see coffee shops. Yes. A lot of millennials are looking yes. for some type of community and authentic experiences. Oh, man, there's nothing better than a good coffee shop experience. Mm-hmm. And and if 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 a. Uh, if a business can lock in a good experience and, and a good vibe, that's such a millennial word, right? If, if we, we've got a vibe going, then <laughs> they'll get all the business in the world. Um, millennials love education. Interesting to me. That one, that one definitely made me stop and think because sometimes millennials get slammed for being a bit of the lazy ones who live in mom and dad's basement. But overall what maybe that's the early part of the millennials sure the, the 1980 part of sure the, <laughs> <laughs> the older millennial yeah, exactly I, I do see that though education is definitely more available probably than it ever has been and maybe push more so from our parents yeah as you know making it a priority i know as millennials we're very a lot as a generation are highly educated mm. and i think a lot went to college or maybe they were the second in their family to go to college. Sure. I think uh, even with like community colleges, I feel like that's just really Mm -hmm. blown up. I mean, and it's just such a bigger thing for people to go to community college and get education and not necessarily big universities. We're health conscious. We're granola heads. (laughs) That's a no brainer. We're multitaskers connected. Obviously technology would probably be the biggest factor in that is that we're connected to everything. At our fingertips, we're curious. That was that's a fun one to me. I, I I do think that in some ways millennials want to, you know, the box is this, and the millennials are thinking, can we rewrite that box in a different way? And just if it, just because it doesn't fit in the box, we could redraw mm. the box. Creative, get, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's said that we love instant gratification that one kind of burns to me because (laughs) i know that you know even proverbs speaks to the beauty and the process of refinement and refinement takes time right takes pressure it takes yeah and and we are so anti that we are so pull up in the chick-fil-a drive-thru and give me my chicken minis with my chick-fil-a sauce yeah the second i get there yeah. I mean, everything's yeah. faster. Amazon all, Prime. Yeah. Two days. Yeah. What's no same day <laughs> <Yeah>. shipping. Better. <laughs> wild. <laughs> wild. But <laughs> it's it's fun to sit here and talk about our generation. But it, it's also fun to think of what's behind us and what's ahead of us. Mm. And, and uh, you talk about Gen X, which my wife Lisa sitting here is right on the line of, which is pretty fun to have her in this discussion discussion. When you say these things about Gen X's, they're independent, flexible, critical thinkers, self-reliant. I mean, those words. Yeah. I mean, that uh, that to me feels like it, I fit more into that than I feel more comfortable in that category than in millennials. There's definitely an independence. I mean, that describes you to a T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in mm. some ways, yeah. Um, Gen Z, that this is this would be, so Gen X is what's behind us. Gen Z is what's in front of us. They are, this is fun, digital natives, right? Because millennials and maybe even Gen X are those Mm -hmm. digital pioneers where they're figuring out the iPhone that used to be a brick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
that was like you know the like, first one that yeah uh no how about go way back to the flip phone yeah the car phone the car blackberry <laughs> the blackberry oh yeah the car what phone. is the car phone <laughs> Uh, and but yet Gen Zers are going to be these natives who just like literally came out of the womb with an iPhone in their hand. And it's just going to be that's quite the vi- visual picture. Sorry. Yeah, it's always interesting to me to think of a generation that all they know is social media and yeah. all they know is having a phone. Mm. So I think I feel very fortunate to have been in a generation where we didn't have it. So you could see both ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think agree. it causes some good reflection there. I mm-hmm. agree. I totally agree. Um, Gen Zers are more about influencers because of that. That's a oh, huge topic yeah. in our mm. world where they are influenced by these huge social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also reading that millennials like have multiple accounts, right? This burned. Yeah. Because this described yep. me to a T where it's like, we have an account and everything where Gen Zers will really lock in on a platform and really like Dig down deep. Yeah. And that's what I mean, essentially, that's what makes them influential is because they get really good at what they do. Yeah. But then they start to influence. And so that also creates this like five minutes of fame that we're all waiting for or 30 seconds mm. of fame if mm-hmm. you're a TikTok. <laughs> it's not five minutes anymore. <laughs> that even shows my age right there. Yeah. Uh, and you know what was interesting? I remember when I was on a rotation mm-hmm. working with kids, it was the first time that I heard of YouTube stars. So I know we grew up with YouTube and <laughs> yeah, watching yeah, videos, yeah. but it was actually, I remember I was on a rotation where I was asking these kids, what do you want to do when you get older? And the common theme that I saw throughout the day was, oh, I want to be a YouTube star. And so I remember going home and talking with my brother about that. It's like, what is that exactly? Yeah. Like, what's that mean? And then now we see with Instagram and now it's definitely what you see is what we call an influencer. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. That was something that I always remembered. That was kind of the start of <laughs> what does that mean to be a YouTube star? So it's pretty cool to think how you have seen the generations in the hospital of like getting a full rotation of mm. pediatrics. And I feel like most of what we see in the hospital is that geriatric side, but I don't get to see kids in my world yeah, as a nurse, yeah. but you do, and that is pretty cool. But we're we're definitely not pros at this uh, topic by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, the uh, three of us. No. There are people that could talk about this generational stuff. We could, They could talk circles around us. But I do want us to sit and think real quickly and get your feedback specifically from you two. What do you think is unique and and special about millennials in our generation right we're talking to young adults primarily at Sailorville church here who would would probably fall into this millennial category that we talked about what what is unique and valuable and and what makes our generation special yeah i can start i guess (laughs) (laughs) so i would say being a millennial and also getting to see young adults now that are millennials below me, I would say that we're very passionate. And so I would say one thing that makes us unique is we're ready to be all in for something Mm -hmm. and we're willing to be bought in. Like you said, experience, we, we want to be bought in for something that we're very passionate about and we're willing to strive for that. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I would say that we are, would make us unique for our generation. Yeah. There is, uh, 
definitely a, it, I, the ca- a cause comes to mind. Mm. If there's a if there's a well thought out planned cause that is laid out in front of a millennial where they can buy into something, uh, millennials want want to want to buy into something, which is like that's a strength. Like you're saying, it, I feel like it also is a great weakness, is because we yeah. are we are easily swayed, which was not the question. Sorry, <laughs> I'm turning the question. What was positive about our generation? I'm already talking about what's negative, but it can quickly become something negative. But you're you're right. You, you see that even in politics of of what has happened in this last year. Our generation has been one that has been very active, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is that cause that we can buy into. Lisa, what do you think? Well, I do think it's harder because I I filter my life and things a little bit more. Maybe like we said on the on the Gen X side. So, mm-hmm. but I think the things that in thinking what I have come to enjoy about our current climate and culture. I mean, I do go back to experience, you know, in, in so many ways and how um, I've benefited from the fact that there is the coffee shop mentality that you can go and you can hang out and there is the food truck mentality or the food <laughs> trucks around and you have yes. this place where you can just be and hang out and connect and being such a relational person myself, those kind of things where you can where you have something where you can come and gather and be a part of that. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. um, and because millennials are so relational, yeah. it's, it's provided this relational girl, something that loves to be able to have the places mm. and, and to connect and to have the atmosphere and, and not just to, and to have something that's thought of and creative and unique and different. And like, let, let's not just be the same. Let's not be the Truman show where everything exactly looks the same, which, mm. I think was maybe more my generation growing yeah, up yeah. when I was more little, more little, littler. Mm-hmm. But, but now seeing that everything is just so unique and has different, a different vibe and a different feel and everybody's striving for that. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, a huge thing for me that I see is, a, is, is amazing about the millennial generation. You talk about relationships and it made me think about technology and how, how can a generation that is so technologically driven be behind a phone, you know, behind, we're behind screens. Yeah. How, how does that increase our relational desire? Is it, it sounds like an oxymoron to me where, okay. And maybe one of the greatest critics of our generation is that, okay, you guys are like in a room together and you're all on your mm-hmm. phone. How does that, what, 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 what in that creates that desire for relationships? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would say that what social media does is it's allowed us to take our different experiences that we've had, mm. whether that's a season. So whether that's a part of school or a mm-hmm. part of a trip or a part of a growing part of your life and the people you meet there are a place you've lived. And now it's social media has brought this, these people with you along the way. Mm. And so before, you know, before the days you would go through a season and then it would be harder, I would say, to communicate to keep in contact or communicate. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you're continuing to add your friends, you know, like yes. or your top friends on MySpace. <laughs> What's MySpace? MySpace. What I'm bringing it back. Or naps. Bring it back. <laughs> but, but you're taking these friends with you. And it's an interesting thought. And I think that's what drives community for the millennials is now we're actually seeing on social media these friends that you're carrying along, whether through a news feed or through updates or through messaging, and I think that's increasing our desire. But the question that you're asking as well is, does that necessarily equate to the quality of the relationships we're yes. having? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
Which we, I would say is, it, yeah, if we are talking any negative, I think that's where the negative comes in. You know, there's there's the lack of the actual deep across the table conversations, the back and forth, mm. because I just would rather have you text me or even text me in code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, here's three letters that I look at. I have no idea what that means because it's instead of typing out, talk to you later, it's TTYL <laughs> or whatever. It shows my age as well. Uh, I remember as coming uh, out. Watch out. I remember <laughs> being a youth leader at a football game, and I remember a high schooler asking another high schooler out through text. Oh and they were sitting on <laughs> other <laughs> sides, and one of the other high schoolers had to explain to me what was going on, but <gasps> but there were no words being said, but it was through text. <laughs> and so that you're was just completely <laughs> lost. You're like, wait, what? It's like, oh, this is a first for me. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, but I do. I think it drives home the point, you know. More than ever, I think this generation is hungering for relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. It's like that song, Deep and Wide. Deep and Wide, Deep mm-hmm. and Wide. Is it it yeah. It's really wide in terms mm-hmm. of the breadth yep. of you could have thousands, right? If you're an influencer today, which some of the people probably listening are up on that higher category of followers, feel like they have that wide depth of an mm-hmm. audience. But when you, when you think about depth... <laughs> shallow yeah in 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 measurement of those relationships real quick i want to check in with our friend ian and uh he's a great guy he's a character he's got a personality and just to spice things up we're going to check in with ian and see what's bugging him today Hello? Ian, how's it going, man? Curtis, hello. Hello, it's so good to hear your voice. Listen, hey, dude, we're we're recording a podcast over here. We just wanted to take a break and check in with you and see what's bugging you today. Ah, what, oh, man, what's bugging me today? Yeah. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you about what's bugging me. All right. Um, so when you when you go to the grocery store, yeah, specifically the Ankeny Walmart. Um, but when you go, this is generally any grocery store. When you go to the grocery store, yep. For some reason, people. I I assume when you got your cart, the same principles of the road apply to the aisles, and you just you push your cart on the right side of the aisle. And you go, you, you, I mean, it'd be cool if people had turning signals, but that'll never happen. <laughs> um, but for some reason, in at a specifically the Ankeny Walmart, yep. people yep. just lose their minds <laughs> and they go wherever they please and they stop whenever they please yeah. just to, just to look. <laughs> or to just you know gather their thoughts and now it's um, all it's always awkward because you're like is should there be six feet between us or should there not like why are you stopping? exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and so well it's also it always happens with well it it tends to be um older people which is you know this is not um shots fired <laughs> you know well sometimes when you're trying to leave and people think you know i've i'm I'm done. I've gone through the checkout. I don't have to stress anymore. I don't have to think anymore. And then they go out and there's a couple times that this has happened to me where they just 
people will just stop at the, like in the middle of the sliding doors yeah. just to like you know check for their keys remote start their car check their phone and then they start going again <laughs> and i'm a i'm a man who loves efficiency yeah so i yeah. get i'm like i get going and i'm re- i'm ready to go home you know <laughs> so when somebody stops at the front of the door like my my whole i have to just stop and gather my thoughts cause I'm like, what what the what just happened <laughs> Stop. I love We're it. Going so I love it. And boy, doesn't it make you realize how different like Walmart and Target are when you look at oh like goodness. the width of the aisle and you're just like, exactly, oh, there's yeah. so much space at Target where I can like whip around anybody if I want to. Oh, but in oh, Walmart, man. you're like, you're, if you're behind, you're, you're stuck. You're... Oh yeah. And I mean like places like Costco, that's a luxury. Uh. And no wonder people pay for that. All right, Ian. Well, it's good to check in with you. Thanks for taking some time to chat with us. We're going to get back to it, uh, but we'll check in with you later. And uh, hope you have a great day, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. All right. See ya. See ya. Let's get back to this generational talk. Uh, We have kind of covered the different generations, the different strengths, even some weaknesses that um, we all have, but we're really here to finish up talking about what God's word says about generational differences. Cam, I know you spent a lot of time in the word thinking about this and praying over this topic as you prepared for this. So I kind of just want to open up to you and share. uh, I want you to share what you have studied. Yeah. So I was looking at lately in second Timothy, first Timothy and Titus, which I think are great examples of relationships. Mm. I mean, this is Paul speaking to a younger generation, so a Timothy. Mm. And I just think, for me, it was kind of unpacking just what what are the qualities of a discipleship and or of a disciple maker. Right. Yes. And yeah. I think the big point that initially I, I saw is, like, discipleship starts in the local sh- church. Mm. So relationships, I would say, with millennials, like, it can start in the local church for yeah. richness. Yes, yeah. Uh, one thing I want us to think about, we talked about the, you know, the different uh, generations before and after us. I would love to really to lean into that and think strongly about what God's word says about generational differences. You know, we already established millennials are the best, <laughs> best, question mark. Uh, but the truth is, if we look into the word of God and we open it and we actually read what it says it says quite the opposite that that is sufficient in in ourselves. If we look to just one generation, we do ourselves a disservice. What was that? A disservice. Yeah, a, a yeah. huge disservice. Uh, Psalm one forty five verse four says, "One generation shall commend your works to another." Right. So right there, you have the example of one generation speaking to the next generation. Uh, you know, First Timothy, Paul says, "You already you brought yeah. up First Timothy." Let no one despise you for your youth. So even in youth, while while it's it's very easy to feel like um, you're lesser, uh, there is there is a blessing in youth. Yeah, and and like the other part of that verse, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct and yes. love and faith and purity. Yeah. And so not only is it don't let people despise you for your youth, but be an example. Right. And so it's that reciprocated relationship where you're now encouraging an older generation as well through your example 
of seeking Christ. That's that's hard as a young adult, as someone who doesn't, <laughs> maybe hasn't finished school yet. Uh, all, all of these worldly things that we think of doesn't have any letters by our names. Like I have an apartment. I don't have a mortgage yet. I don't, you know, what are the things that we get so hard on ourselves to think that yet, but God can work in and through you if you're faithful to him to be that example. Yes. To the younger generation below you, but also to the one above you. Yeah. yeah. I think of, I mean, even just you talking right now in Ecclesiastes, there is a time and a season for everything. And I think that speaks even to our own lives. There's a season to be young and the season to be, you know, carefree, but then there's going to be a season to be, to be quote unquote seasoned and older and the wiser one and the leader and the more established and the more settled. And I think thinking of that passage, just settle into where you're at and be confident about where God has you. And not always looking back or looking forward, but mm-hmm. God well, has us in the whatever day and age where we're at right now and be confident in that season and that part of your life. And yeah, absolutely. And in the church, too, yeah. what we find is it's not a it's not an impersonal relationship with the body. No. You know, Paul is calling to Timothy as a son, a child. Mm-hmm. And I just love that when he's talking to him. Yeah. He's encouraging because it's a very personal relationship. And mm. and I think that's kind of driving home the point with what millennials are looking for. They want a personal relationship. And so in the context so of the church, man, through these spirit led relationships, yeah. you are getting that personal relationship of living life together. Yeah. Uh, that makes me think this is totally a side note, but in our discipleship team meetings, uh, young adults, women, men, and uh, small groups all meet together here at Salaville, and we meet regularly, and we're going through a book by J.T. English called Deep Discipleship. You would probably totally dig this book, Cam. Um, and just in the chapter we read this week, it was talking about how uh, basically the church has to be manifest itself through those relationships like like the word became flesh like he 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 compared it to the incarnation of christ how christ came to be flesh if the church lacks that that family brother sister i'm encouraging you in your discipleship in your growth if we lack that then we're just on a ladder of competition right Mm. and and we start to look at like oh well lisa's way ahead of me and I'll yeah. never get there. And then I'll, yeah. oh, if I have to step yeah. on somebody's head to get higher, I will. But in the context of community and family, which is what we are as believers, then it's a brother, sister, you know, what you're saying, Cam, which has to be part of discipleship. Yeah, absolutely. Which goes back, you know, to if in Ephesians about our spiritual gifts. Like, I mean, we all are created in different ways and in, in for different purposes and just really owning that and embracing where God has you and what you're gifted in. And yeah, and there, even in that, there's going to be someone that's ahead of you in administration and behind you and, you know, or with whatever gift that you have, but, but, but the owning and the embracing and just being confident in, in mm-hmm. who God has made you to be in, mm-hmm. in the season that he has put you in. Yeah. Proverbs speaks to the older generation. Proverbs 16, gray hair is a glorious crown, right? We don't often think of <laughs> envying that gray hair. Yeah. Uh, but boy, the wisdom mm-hmm. and experience that it brings. Proverbs mm-hmm. 20, the glory of young men is in their strength, but man, how fleeting that is. But the splendor of old men is their gray hair. So this this continual topic through 
through Proverbs in the wisdom of age, which is kind of where I want to last finally end with this last question to you guys. Um, multi-general, multi-generational relationships um, don't happen often by accident, especially in our community. You know, if you're in a, if you're in a young adult small group, you're surrounded by people that are the same age, roughly, mm-hmm. and in the same life stage. So I ask you two specifically, Lisa and Cam, what ha- what what do those multi-generation, multi, man, I'm struggling with that <laughs> word, <laughs> multi-generational relationships look like in the church, but then how also have you two specifically experienced multi-generational relationships? And we'll start with you, Lisa, let's... Let's hear your take on it. Oh that. man, I I do love this this question and this topic. I've been so blessed by the multi generational. Um, I feel like it's it's so important to seek it out and to pray about it and to find it because it gets you get so easy and so stuck in the people that are just like you, um, and and people that are just like you. You want those people, you know. You want to be around those people because they understand you, but getting outside and going to the multi-generational, it helps you get a just different perspective. I mean, go hang out with the kids and just their freedom and their love and their joy Mm, for life and just how much Mm. they love you for just who you are. I mean, hang out with the four-year-olds and five-year-olds and you're going to feel like you are the bee's knees. I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, Mm -hmm. but you're just going to learn so much about their just love and joy. And, (laughs) and then, and then to just be able to experience the older generation to sit down from them and hear the years and how have they weathered, how have they handled the tough things, how have they, um, how did they get to where they were, what were the cool things and the amazing things that God taught them. And and I think it, it, it goes more than just an, an age thing. I think, um, you know, being single for 13 years before God brought you into my life, there was very much a if you're single, you hang out with singles. You don't hang out with the married people because mm. they don't understand you mm. and they have what you ha- what you want. And so wow. they don't have anything to offer. And mm. But pushing yourself to be involved in your married friend and married people's lives and to see, okay, you know what? They struggle too. Actually, they're not getting along with their husband. Maybe singleness is a little bit better. And then you see them add <laughs> kids and the poopy diapers and all the laundry that they have piled up. And you're <laughs> like, maybe that's not so bad where I'm at. Or you learn something from them. And again, likewise, to go hang out with the teenagers and to just hear what they're struggling with and be reminded that, yeah, drama is, there's there's real drama in their life too, even though it might not seem like it's a big deal. But um, I've just been so thankful for the multi-generational relationships that God has allowed me to have because it gets me outside mm. of my life and my perspective and pushes me to see through other people's eyes. Like, what are they seeing? What do they feel? What are they experiencing? What is God teaching them? And, and you just get a full rounded, rich experience. And, but I don't, how, how you seek that out. I think be intentional. I mean, it, it's, the old people, like, just, they would just die to get, have your attention. Like, just be bold and go up to them and, hey, I'd love to get to know you better. What can, what do you yeah. like to do? I mean, ask them simple questions. But yeah, That's good. Cam, what about you? Yeah, I would second everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've been, I would say just recently, you know, this season, I can, or seasons before, I can name countless older men that have discipled me. Mm-hmm. And discipleship as just living life with me, yeah. mm-hmm. not only just yeah. studying the word, but just their conduct, which mm-hmm. again, Timothy talks about as yes, well, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Like that, like we're entrusting this sound 
um, doctrine to one another through our lives and through the word that, that we're studying together. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. in this season, I'm actually in an intergenerational group and I'm the youngest. So yeah. it's been a group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So awesome. it's a group of married couples, probably 40s, 50s, 60s. And wow. I've just been it's been a very rich experience. Mm-hmm. And I would say one thing I would encourage that's been on my heart lately is just mm-hmm. I am seeing the fruit of just the daily laboring mm-hmm. in the church, like just the daily laboring of being a part of a group. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, one of my downfalls or weaknesses would be to always just kind of jump to the next thing or run to another group. But just the beauty I've seen of just, hey, this is where I'm planted in this church, and I'm going to seek out these relationships in the context of this church mm-hmm. through this community. And so I've been very, very thankful for that. And we go through hard things, and we talk through hard things. And like you mentioned, Lisa, just they've been through a lot of things and so hard seasons and i i think that it's just a great sounding board Mm -hmm. and it's also you're strengthening one another's hands Mm -hmm. and that's that's the key you Mm -hmm. know like in christ you're Mm -hmm. strengthening them and so i think what i find the most is just the encouragement mutually that we have for one another Mm -hmm. and it's family yeah so you're breaking bread together Mm -hmm. yeah just living life and prayer and and i think it's not glamorous but it's something that i'm seeing just like planting where you're at Mm. is like it is fruitful and the obedience of just daily living life with someone you're seeing the richness that far exceeds you know my phone or Mm. the the conversations i could have over my phone i love that you say it's not glamorous i love (laughs) that i that just because it's not it's hard it's hard work to be in people's lives and to Mm -hmm. and especially people that aren't quite like you yeah or you know that are just maybe not in the same season or think a little bit differently it's it's hard work but it's so enriching i think yeah absolutely and you're sharing holidays and you're sharing high points you know like people getting a job or or grandkids or or and you're also like dealing with the low points you know struggling with maybe the consequences of a sin or if it's losing a loved one or Mm -hmm. a job and so i am seeing that's when the church creates that attractiveness Mm -hmm. that when people on the outside that don't have a faith or don't have that type Mm -hmm. of community i mean that's what acts is like Mm, that's what the church was yeah it's like people looking in and being drawn into that and saying whoa this is only by the work of the spirit that a young person in a in an older gentleman or woman Mm -hmm. could be in unity and in solidarity that is a work of the gospel Mm, watch out he's preaching (laughs) he's preaching Yeah, my mind, as you're speaking, though, yes, the book of Acts is screaming, sharing everything in common. That's what uh, the early church was mm-hmm. really good at. And they yeah. were aware of what was going on. And, and taking I feel care like of each other. That older generation, I would say, de- definitely has done that well. Mm-hmm. And we, as a younger millennial generation, could learn so much from how they've cared for one another and um, just loved one another. And I think even remembering conversations with both of you that I have had and the mentors in mm. your life, yeah. um, specifically talking about the older generation in mm. your guys' life have shaped both of you mm-hmm. greatly. Am I wrong in uh, that? Yeah. yeah. And so You're right in that. Uh, yeah. I wanted you to say I was right because I know, <laughs> and, and just to know that, know your stories and the value of that. And so, um, yeah, I remember, just quickly, but yes. I remember one gentleman, I was in college and I came back from this camp 
and just had a really life-changing experience. Just learned um, how to be fed and how to how to feed yourself and start to learn what discipleship was. And I remember coming back and just praying about that for that type of community. I remember I ended up getting connected with this pastor. I remember he owned a coffee shop. And so every morning he'd be down in the shop. And I remember I would intentionally come down, you know, grab a coffee, but then I'd go sit with him. And -hmm. and he was always there. And, you know, looking back, you had to know that he knew that I would probably be down there. But about, you know, multiple times during the week, he would just be available. And I just remember that was just huge for me, a year of growth of just someone willing to say, hey, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to live life with you for a week and or for a week for for life. So, yeah, no, it doesn't have to be. I uh, relationships like that don't have to be what we even think is normal in the sense of like it doesn't have to sit. We don't have to sit down and open the word of God every time or go through a five point Bible study, but just walking alongside someone and doing life. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. is really, I think, where those relationships start to shape us but most. It, it's hard. I mean, it's yeah. hard to do life. I mean, it takes work. It takes effort, and it takes being intentional. And I think yeah. that's the hard part about millennials because you're just on to the next thing and do the next yeah. thing. And, and sometimes what's easy, right? it, it's hard to do. It's hard to ask the hard questions. It's hard to hear someone mm. going through something hard and then being like, ooh, what am I supposed to do with that? But yeah. it's just being it asking, being in their life, being a part of it, mm. asking the questions, being there, loving. It's the day to day, day in, day out, yeah. bringing of love. Ultimately, we walk away from this conversation saying, "Praise the Lord for the body yeah. and the beauty of it, the body of Christ." In knowing that something God's been teaching me lately is just leaning into my part, and but but also remembering that my part is only a part of the body. I might be only the hand. But I need to, the, the foot has a completely different function, right? And I have to do my part, but I can beauty in the body as a whole and beauty and champion the other parts. And so you guys are amazing. <laughs> You've even expanded my, my thinking in this topic. And really, young adults, uh, we're, we're having this conversation because ultimately we're putting this question back on you, right? The three of us are asking you, what do your relationships look like? And is there is there a, a hint of multi-generational aspects? And, and who, who is speaking into you that is older? Mm-hmm. And then, uh-oh, we're not the youngest ones anymore. So now <laughs> yeah. we have to start looking behind us. And, and who are we pouring into behind us, right? Because yeah, just exactly. as those mentors have, have impacted us in our lives, now we get to do that which is crazy and weird and so makes cool. you start to feel old <laughs> really That's fast, so awesome. but we're not old. Um, and, and I'm just thankful for what, what we share in common as believers and how we get to encourage and love one another. I want to thank both of you for joining us, Cam. It's good to get to know you better. It's good for everybody to hear you, hear your story. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah, thanks a lot. Podcast. It's been, it's been episode good. one. Yeah, the <laughs> first one. This so is I'm monumental. This epic. is going down in history. Oh my word! We need to number one. Doctor Cameron one. Wagner, <laughs> episode one. Uh, but let's pick her. It didn't happen. Do you guys remember that line? That was that shows what my did you age just too. Say? You don't even know that because you're not even that old. Twit picker. It didn't happen. That was the thing when Twitter came out. 
You have to, you have to take a picture. You what is that? I'm still that stuck on Napster. So <laughs> <laughs> downloading right. music. So I'm going to pray and then uh, we're going to go. All right. God, thanks for this conversation. Thank you for uh, Cam and for Lisa. And we're just thankful to be able to have, spend some time and, and talk about the, the beauty of our generation, the, the cool, fun aspects of, of just how you've created us all so very different. Uh, whether we part our hair in the middle or we wear skinny jeans <laughs> or we wear bell bottoms. Uh, but God, you've created us with intention and with purpose. And we are beautifully and wonderfully made. And so I pray that uh, we would just uh, lean into the gifts that you've given us. You know, we know that you've created us with those, but God, that we would really look outside of ourselves and that we would be intentional with those around us. God, that we would look for the wisdom of others in our life and that we would be seeking those relationships. And we're thankful to just get to sit here and encourage one another even tonight. And uh, we're thankful for that. We love you. And it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's been great. Thanks for joining us on the Young Adult Podcast. We love that you're here. Young Adults is a ministry of Sailorville Church in Des Moines, Iowa. Follow us on all major social media platforms. Hope you can join us again next time.